is everyone doing? My name is Jonathan. This is Comic Book Cinema. This is where we bring you the best comic book movie content. Today, I'm joined by not one, not two, not three, but four very special guests. These guys, I believe, they might correct me if I'm wrong, but they are all from Melbourne, Australia. Is that correct, guys? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I've never been to Australia, so uh, I'd love to go, but it's definitely on the bucket list. But today, or actually, you know what? I'm going to kind of just go around and let you guys introduce yourselves. I'm Matt. I'm from Talking Pop Culture. Good fun to be here. Can't wait to dig into this Morbius film. I'm Rod. I'm a 40-something from Melbourne, Australia. Big Marvel fan. Looking forward to the chat. I'm Ryan. I'm also from Melbourne, Australia. I'm on Talking Pop Culture as well. I am a nice 20-something of the group. I'm the youngest one here, and I'm looking forward to digging into this movie. And I'm Nick, uh, also part of the TPC crew, also residing in Melbourne, Australia, and I'm looking forward to rip into this movie. <laughs> Nick, the wild man. And guys, if you don't know already, we're going to be talking about and reviewing Morbius with spoilers. I think this is going to be a hot take, but I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there and see what you guys think because the critics absolutely took a big, massive dump on this film. Okay. Going into it, my expectations were about as low as they possibly could be. When I saw the film visually, the special effects and the fight sequences were not, were not bad at all. I mean, that, it wasn't the same old, same old that we see from every other superhero film. It was, you know, like there was visually, like you could see, you know, Morbius's powers in a different way. Overall, I did not think this was a terrible film. I thought that there were some redeemable qualities about it. I mean, what did you guys think? I agree with you. I like, I think maybe going into this, you know, hearing all the critics absolutely crucify the crap out of it. I went in there and when I walked out, I actually said to my two mates that I went with, I said, you know what? That actually wasn't as bad as people put it out. I don't know if it's because I had zero expectations, but I had the same thing with Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Um, went in there, zero expectations and just walked out like just miserable. But yeah, it, the effects, the visual effects and that was good. The only thing I didn't like about it was he was this skinny guy and then he gets this needle and click like that. He's got this big body, he's bloody muscly and he's just got all these, you know what I mean? He's just, his body transformed straight away. That was the only thing when I was a bit... America? Yeah, but that's that's a like a chemical made, you know what I mean, by the government. Like it's different. This is just some bat blood, if it was bat blood. <laughs> But yeah, visually, I, the, the thing I didn't like, the fight scene I didn't like was that train part. Do you guys remember the train part? And he's running in slow motion. Um, what's his, what was his name? Lox, Loxius? Lox, Lox? Lucius? Lucius was running in, in that real slow motion. And it was like, he was running at Morbius. And you're just like, dude, come on, man. Like, I nearly finished my popcorn yeah. by that time he ran from one part to the next part. <laughs> But I think I think yeah. the people hate on it because of the post credit scene, which I'm sure we'll get into later. But I think it's more hate from the post credit scene than than anything. The backlash from that. I don't know, man. I I wasn't a huge fan of the special effects. So I felt like it was that that ten year old or twenty year old Marvel version where it's just really blurry. You're kind of squinting to make out what's going on. Everything's really fast, but not well defined. 
I think that the later years of the MCU films, they found a way to really show what was happening in a fast and kinetic way, but not confusing the audience. And I felt like we took a step backwards with Morbius. I felt like you were really struggling to keep up and it was just two CGI characters really wrestling together with a lot of rubble and debris falling around them a lot of the time. So yeah, personally, I, I, I did struggle with the, with the CGI a lot, but uh, probably just as much I struggled with characterization and plot. So I was not a fan of this film. <laughs> Me personally, I fell on the side with the CGI that Morbius looked great. I thought he looked amazing with the CGI. You could tell very easily that when it came to Matt Smith's character, though, the CGI on him, they didn't put as much time or effort into him as they did with Jared Letter as Morbius. You can tell that they tried to save a bit on the budget by having everything take place at night or in dark <laughs> places. But I'd say that the CGI, not the worst part of the film. Definitely not. I agree with you that Matt Smith's character didn't look great because what I'm hoping is that they were halfway through the film and then went, oh, crap, we haven't done a bad guy yet let's just use the same cinema trope we've done and seen in many films. Sony have used character versus villain with the same power set three times. Mirror, already. Villain. Mirror. I, it's, it's one of my least favorite tropes. It was, you know, it's kind of cool when Iron Man went up a big Iron Man, you know, the first time, but we've seen it too many times. And one thing I disagree with, with uh, Matt, uh, look, I, I avoided spoilers, even though the director single-handedly tried to ruin it for everyone before they had a chance to see it, but I avoided this, the post-credit spoilers. I heard it wasn't great, but I was genuinely hating my experience pretty much the entire way through. Rod can attest, we actually were able to see it together. We, humble brag, got to go to an advanced screening at the Melbourne premiere, and my wife says that whenever I'm fidgeting and going <sighs> so much throughout a film, it's an indication of how poor that film is, and I, I don't think I was able to keep still for the last half hour of this movie, especially when I, I genuinely didn't expect Matt Smith to be the bad guy because I, I wouldn't have thought that they were going to be using such an awful, awful, terrible idea. So that actually came as a bit of a surprise to me. I'll give him that. The CGI I thought was a little overdone, especially when he's wearing his orange prison jumpsuit and all you could see is an orange blur everywhere. It was a little much for me, but... I didn't mind the designs of it, especially at the very end when you see the lining of his coat and I'm like, eh, eh, that's this classic character design. I, I enjoyed that. And I think Leto was good as Morbius, but the film suffers from horrible editing and pacing. Things happen too quickly. It's too convenient for, for I know it's a, it's a movie and we're taking all these liberties to accept that vampires are real and they're superhuman characters, but it's just, they suggest a scene, an idea, and then a second later, that scene's happening, and it's, they're already half into it. He's strapped up in the in the medical facility, getting ready to be injected with his bat blood right away. Three seconds before, when he was mentioning it, that that was the plan. You know, it was just too quick and it was too convenient, and I didn't buy it. I think that's part of the problem that you run into when you have a ninety-minute film these days, especially an origin story. It's, it's a lot of ground to cover in just 90 minutes. And, and you're starting to see that more and more, like Doctor Strange is considered one of the shorter superhero movies that have come out in the past year. And it's like, what, two and a half hours, close to two and a half, like over two hours. Batman, the Batman that recently came out was three hours, right? 
we're starting to see that more. And I think that audiences have a little bit more patience for comic book movies. Like, oh, it's two hours and 45 minutes. That's cool. <laughs> but if it's a completely original story that we have no idea what the crap it's about, and we see that it's two hours and 45 minutes, that's a big deal. So uh, yeah, I can kind of see all you guys' arguments. As far as the CGI, I'm going to throw something out there and see what you guys think about this. I think the CGI in this film looks better than Black Panther. Oh, easily. <laughs> but there you go. That's a mainstay like MCU film, right? Maybe even better. There was a lot of complaints for the Eternals and the CGI for the, the Deviants, which I didn't think looked terrible, especially the one, or not especially, but I guess the main complaints were coming from the Deviant that was played by Bill Skarsgård. But I didn't think it looked terrible. You know, I thought it was still better than Black Panther. I mean, Black Panther, that was my biggest hangup. It's, it's uh, beloved by many, but the CGI looked awful, you know? And like, even when I bought the film on 4K and I was watching it on the big screen TV, just like, this looks like it was made in the early 90s, you know? Like, it was just bad. So I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. The Black Panther CGI was poor, but... I still wouldn't say it was worse than the Morbius. I, that might be recency bias. I don't know. But just the taste of the Morbius CGI is still fresh, whereas admittedly I haven't gone back and watched Black Panther for, for a little bit. But I, I do agree. I remember the underground fight of Killmonger and, and T'Challa with the train shooting through. I remember that really taking me out of the film and thinking uh, a little bit like Blade Two had, had a similar uh, sequence. But yeah. I agree. But... Oh, geez. I don't know if it's worse than Black Panther. Are you sure? <laughs> I didn't mind the whole, you know, how they had their aura going around them as they're... Me neither. I didn't mind it, to be honest. Like, yeah. honestly, visually, visually, I didn't mind it. I don't know, mate. I'm more of, like, I can... Give me a CW Flash or Superman Lois. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you the shit CGI. But I don't know. To, to me, I didn't mind the CGI. I didn't, like... The only part the CGI was bad was like that part that I said where he's running in the train and in slow-mo with um, Matt Smith. He's running in that slow-mo. Like, that was the only CGI I was like, come on. Like, was to me, was bad. Matt Smith was the only one who seemed to realise he wasn't in a masterpiece film. There, everyone else thought they were making Shakespeare. And, and Matt him Smith and, was, yeah. was having the time of his life. He and Leto had a real good chemistry. Yeah, I Him and had a real good chemistry. And it's sad that the movie went where it went because the two of them really did bounce off each other. I think it would have been better if they worked together against a villain that they could have brought in. But yeah. doing the whole, yeah, opposite yeah. and everything. That would have been good. I wouldn't have cared so much if, like, oh, he's a, he's a living vampire too. But in the background, there's actually been the real antagonist. And then Matt Smith's character has a bit of a redemption moment yeah. for his character. And they team up. And then he can still die if you want. But with that whole aura thing, I said it uh, just afterwards. So I'm like, it felt like you were just right thumbstick in on detective mode when you're doing when you're playing batman arkham you know oh there's the there's the there's we're gonna go gotta go over there now cool there it is yeah. i don't know i just it wasn't i didn't buy it again it was a little bit tough. but but that post credit scene was the turd cherry on top of a already disgusting <laughs> sunday my question is why on god's green earth did kevin foggy allow them to take out the vulture and put him in the Sony well, universe. Five years of Sony. Sony owned the rights. I know Sony owned the rights in that, but yeah. surely when they're working out the deal, unless they're going to 
have an MCU Sinister Six. Because the, the, the point that I don't get with this story is this whole movie is about making him a good guy. And then at the end, a bad guy comes and says, let's team up. And he's like, hmm, intriguing. Like, <laughs> you just spent a whole movie trying to make this yeah. guy good. And yeah. now <laughs> he's going to be bad? You're Nonsense. right. That totally defeats yeah. the purpose in a way. But at the same time, a lot of people were talking smack about that post-credit. Maybe rightfully so. Maybe I'm being a bit too nice right here. But okay, so the concept behind it, right? Like you see the sky crack open. That's the ending of, of Spider-Man. No Way Home ends like that, right? The sky's cracking. So we automatically know what that means, right? The, the multiverse situation is going on. Somehow, whatever way or however, whatever, the vulture from the universe that we know, we can call the 616, gets sucked into you know the Sony-verse, right? So I thought that made sense, but yeah, like you guys are saying, it was very forced and just like, you know, we literally just spent a whole movie trying to make this guy not really like the anti-hero necessarily, but like a, almost like a superhero, you know, like, I mean, literally he's like drinking, uh, synthetic blood. Synthetic blood. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like he's, he's trying his best to do everything that he can, you know, a couple things that I hated, I will say, uh, so I really hated that his girlfriend became the, the, the vampire sidekick at the end of the film. That was so cliche, so predictable. Mm-hmm. And a couple of complaints that are minor, maybe the doctor, they could have made him look a little bit younger in those flashback sequences, as opposed yeah. to just being <laughs> the same bloke. Like he looks exactly yeah. the same 30 years later. Come on guys. <laughs> what are you Fox? <laughs> and um, <laughs> another quick little complaint from me, Literally, he's talking, Jerry Leto's talking about plausible deniability and stuff to his assistant that he loves so much because he's got the bats in the little tunnel thing. And then the other nurse walks in there and she's just like, hey guys, how's it going? The bats are just like, come on, yeah. you're not going to try to yeah. hide that? They do a lot, so of, many they do a lot yeah. of like, especially at the post-credit scene as well, that the news reporter, oh, Adrian Toomes was in jail. We don't know why, Break, breaking news. To me, breaking news would be, hang on, there's a big whole purple sky crackling what the hell's going on you think that would be the main thing on the news and that's what yeah just those little things as what like ended it for me like the post-credit scene if that didn't happen i think i would have gave this movie a bit of a higher rating than what it what i originally did but i just think that i think the post-credit scene was was like made two weeks ago i think that's why they pushed it back you know what i mean i think that was like really done last second last minute kind of thing but the story, like the story yeah. is just, there's no, the story plot was just, yep, yeah, let's just make him good. And then at the end, make him bad was just, it was just a waste. Like well, the story what was, was with that, what was with that whole underground counterfeiting subplot that came out of nowhere <laughs> and disappeared just as quickly? Well, what was with that? I, it blew my mind that, that even happened. It was a way for him to get a secret. Yeah. That's all it was. It and was then Spider Man. <laughs> The Spider-Man poster was pulled out of the trailer. That's why I reckon from the trailer, you know, when he's walking through the alley, there's a Spider-Man oh, murder. Yes. I just think they changed the movie. Like, after No Way Home, I really think there was a lot of reshoots and a lot of changes done. That's why this film got pushed back another month or two. Because yeah. I reckon they reshooted after No Way Home. I think that with this movie, you've got a similar situation to Amazing Spider-Man 2, where there's a bunch of stuff on the cutting room floor where if they included it within the movie and gave it that extra half hour, it would be a much better movie. Yeah, I agree. I would have been happy to have an extra half hour if it fleshed things out and actually added a bit more cohesion to everything. 
don't know, it was man. Was... Like I said, my biggest issue was it was too, you know, what? it's not like they didn't, they had our attention, at least give us something that was worth watching. I was grateful it ended quickly, to be honest. They changed. I, I, was, I was happy it didn't go longer than 90 minutes. <laughs> I think I, ugh, within like a minute or so, because I'm like, okay, you've given him and you've nicknamed him, you've you've called him Milo, even because of the other. All right, that that, that was a, that was a, a strong point. Like, ah, oh, there's that many kids that come and go. What's the point in even learning their different names? Yeah, but then the next scene, the doctor's calling him Milo. I'm like, oh wait, so we've just accepted that now everyone is called. And then at the end, he's like. He gave me my name, and it's like, why'd you even accept that name? That's not your name. Like, <laughs> come on, man, that, that was silly. Like, <laughs> that was meant to like bridge them together even closer, and then I was meant to feel more upset with how it ended in the. Oh, I didn't. I'm like, well, that was dumb. You should never have gone by that name. It was someone <laughs> else's name. The better question is, why would he accept that name? if he only sees Michael Morbius every so often for the, yeah. a couple years. Yeah. And he only knew him for what, like a month before Michael leaves? You guys are going down a rabbit Best hole you will never friend. get out of. <laughs> Best friends forever. You know what? It brought me back. And, and I can hear this as a complaint. I mean, obviously, I think, Rod, you brought this up earlier. It reminds me of a early to mid 2000s superhero film. And yep. it's the same way with Venom 1 and 2. Venom 2, to yep. me, honestly takes the cake as being the absolute worst out of all three of these films. But like we were talking about earlier, I went in with such low expectations that literally somebody like Morbius could have spread his butt cheeks and just took a crap on the concrete for 10 minutes of the film. And I probably would have been like, okay, that's not, that's not that bad. <laughs> so my expectations were terribly low, right? So that probably helped a lot. And... I didn't mind the special effects like I was talking about earlier. Um, I'm not saying the film's good by any means, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. So I guess it, I'm yeah, not... You're right. It, we're, I, I think we're stuck in, a, in a, a, a world where everything has to be the greatest or mm -hmm. the worst. Then every, every new thing has to be at one end of the spectrum. And I think you're actually, actually very, very correct in saying people are quick to call it the absolute worst because that's the... That's the thing to do. That's what gets you clicks. That's what gets you noticed. I think you're right. I think it's not the worst, but I think it's it's below average. Marvel is the blame. MCU is the blame because MCU has really put the expectations up on how you story build, how you build universes, how you do a whole lot of stuff. And That's a good just, thing. That is a good thing. But the thing is Sony and DC, for example, they just don't have the formula that MCU have. They don't like... Yes, Sony has the one person running it all, but they're also trying to be, you know, in bed with the MCU as well. They're trying to work together, but it, it doesn't work like that. And it's not going to work because if Sony say, no, nah, we want to go down this route. And then, you know, Foggy's like, no, nah, I want to go down this route. What happens? You know what I mean? Mm. So I think they just- You've got a point to an extent. Matt, but that's like if I went home in high school and, and my mum's like, hey, why'd you get a, a D on this math test? And I'm like, well, because the other people got an A. It wasn't, they said the standards too high. That's not necessarily <laughs> there. Is it? What, what, what I should have done my research. I should have studied. I should have done. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> are you going to go watch a, a, a movie of the Sinister Stick villains? Like that you've. You got a bad yeah, taste of, of venom in your mouth. You we got all a bad will. taste of Morbius. 
we're part of the problem because we will keep going and watching these oh, yeah, films yeah, the same way we watch the great ones. That, that, I don't my, want to go watch a movie but I will. But that's the thing. If everyone stands together and we all stop going to watch Sony freaking films, they will go bust and eventually have to sell the rights off back to Disney <laughs> like Fox done and then we can have a perfect world. <laughs> but then we wouldn't all be here now discussing what we're discussing today and I wouldn't have any other way. <laughs> well, they've done it with Venom. We're going to have two Venoms. They've done it with Venom being now in MCU and obviously going to be in this Venom universe, whatever you want to call it, Sony universe. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, I, I just, yeah, out of all yeah, this, I feel Venom. sorry for Jared Leto because the poor bloke tries to do a DC film, superhero film, gets crucified, does a Marvel film, and now he's getting well, crucified. Is, is he the common denominator? Is, I, is he the problem? But he's, no, but it's he's not a problem. He, he's a brilliant actor. He is a brilliant actor. Yes. He's just, he's, his superhero films that he's been in have had crappy scripts. That's why, the problem. Why is, why is he taking these projects then? If he, he should be better. If, if he knows what a good script looks like, that's why easier said than done, though. On paper, a lot of things can look good. On paper, yeah. You know, like I was talking about earlier, there. Hey, you might could you might could convince me otherwise that uh, we got Jared Leto. But look, hear me out. He's gonna there's gonna be a four minute scene where he's literally <laughs> like spreading his butt cheeks and taking a crack <laughs> the concrete. But it's gonna be so dope, man. Like, look, I'm gonna tell you how. So I can I can see that. I mean, like. We've all, we've all, you know, read things and stuff at work before and said, okay, that seems like a good idea. And then we get to the idea and it's not, <laughs> yeah, I can totally fair. understand that. Um, yeah, that's, I do. I enjoy Leto. Apparently he was so into the method acting for this film. Um, people had to wheel him to the toilet. Oh, that was the same as the DC one. He was sending the cast member rat heads and all that stuff. And, and he seems, he seems, yeah, he seems like a tough hang. Yeah, but he's a good actor. Like I said, I think he, he did okay in this film. I think he thought this was going to be the next big thing, and it was. It is not. <laughs> Unfortunately, conveniently, there's these guys with guns on the ship. Right when he's doing the, uh, oh. the procedure, <laughs> the procedure on international waters. You just know oh. as soon as he becomes Morbius. Why are there guys with guns on the boat? Oh, I know why. Because Morbius is going to kill every single one of them. Like, yeah, yeah, that's just insane. It's just such lazy, sloppy, horrible story and screenwriting. It's just someone somewhere, maybe even the gaffer or the the AD or somebody should have put their hand up and said, "Are we sure this makes sense?" Somebody should have grabbed the director, slapped him, and said, "We need to we need to mix this up. This makes no sense." Why are you out on a freighter doing this? Why are there people with guns? Why is any of this happening? And like I think Nick or Matt said, and why is this at night? Or was it Ryan? Oh, so we can have the CGI and we can we can cut corners with the CG because we'll do it at night and we don't have to be quite as good and quite as on the ball with our, with our uh, detailing and our rendering. Very, very disappointing decision. I was going to say I would rather watch that cut post-credit scene of Blade where you see Morbius standing across on a rooftop for the same duration of the film over and yeah. over again on loop, then this movie again. But yeah. The thing I was going to say, I feel sorry for the script writers because maybe they have wrote something good and then because it doesn't fit with what their hierarchies at Sony want, it's let's change it halfway through because it's that's that's how I see it. I, I, I see it that Foggy allows his writers and all that, like he has his hand in the pie, but he also allows his writers and directors to do their thing. I feel Sony... Yes aren't doing it the same thing that what dc does 
Because yeah. you can't have these three films be absolute woeful from writers and directors that are, you know, decent. I reckon there's just more going on. Like there's, there's not, because that film makes no sense. Like Nick was saying, one thing will happen and fucking the next and that, it like makes no sense. Like there would be a full, you know, let's release the Morbius cut. You know what I mean? Have to happen because it makes no sense. But I think a lot of it got cut to make way for their plans for the future that they've decided to change. They're doing what DC done. This didn't work. Let's change it to this. This didn't work. Let's change it to that. Just I got this. I got two words for you: studio meddling, just yeah. like yeah. brothers. Mm. But this this reminds me of the argument when Daredevil came out. The Affleck Daredevil, and everyone said, "But there's a director's cut, and it's it, it'll change, it'll blow your mind." And we watched it, and sure, it improved the original slightly. You know, we threw an extra twenty minutes of Coolio into the movie, but but did it really change the way we felt about the film? No. No. no, and that's and why I watched Foggy's that movie recently, and it does not hold up. It is garbage. And that's why Foggy's good. He makes a bad film, and he thinks, "Oh, screw up! Not gonna hit the panic button. Let's just keep going with what we've got planned." And look what's happened. That I am Venom line was so not funny. By the way, I don't know if that was supposed yeah. to be funny, but it was just like. And he like oh, I didn't even trailer. know Venom existed. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, everyone knows who Venom is. In the movie, yeah, they I, made it like a whole. They, re- they reference the. San Francisco event once or twice and, in the film. So and Venom goes to nightclubs, man. People know who he yeah, is. But, he goes to nightclubs. But where did he get the name Venom from? Like he never in the movie, in the Venom movies, introduces himself to anyone as Venom. No one calls him Venom. Nothing. You know what I mean? That's what I'm like. How do you know his name is Venom when not once in the movie has he called Venom? Well, he says we are because Venom. Because after Tucker killed both movies, so. But he, after he kills him, they can't tell anyone after they're dead. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm just like. I'm like, hang on. No one knew who Venom was. Yeah, heaps of people knew who movie Venom was. Like, you have Mrs. Chen, the grocery store woman who knew who Venom was. You had Eddie Brock who knew who Venom was. You had Anne who knew who Venom was. Probably off screen when he was going for a rave. He was being like, I am Venom. <laughs> no, but, you know. He was in that nightclub. He was in that nightclub all night dancing. People knew who he was. <laughs> So at best, 250 people know that he's been. <laughs> yeah, the final battle sequence to me left a bit to be uh, to be desired, obviously. But it, it's like both of their powers came from the exact same place, like a bottle. But you know, I guess Milo got his powers two days later. So maybe Jared Leto has better control of bats or something along those lines. Like <laughs> that's what he used to hold him down while he. Injected him with the poison. So. Amazing. <laughs> you know, I was going to say, I actually forgot how it ended. Yeah, bats. Bats form. There you go. Did yeah, any of you realize in, so in that first scene when Jared Leto as Michael Morbius goes into that chamber with the bats, they legit rip off a piece of music from Batman Begins. Oh, yeah. I swear I thought I got that. Those vibes. I was thought it was just me. But I was like. Is that just me? Was that legit? Yeah, that was, was legit. Just, <laughs> Uh, and they do the full awesome. Christian Bale, the twist. Yeah, yeah. horrible. Complete ripoff. That's crazy. I, that's <laughs> what I thought. But I thought, no, nah, they can't do that because of copyrights. But now, obviously, no, nah, they did. But the, <laughs> you know, you don't even see Milo take the freaking formula. Yeah. Yeah. They don't well, even show that. It, he grabs it out of the lab, right? Yeah, but they don't even, you know, they could have at least showed, because he had two there, he could have at least showed that one was missing and there was still one there. So, you know, someone took it. Because as soon as that lady oh. got, uh, Eden, the the lady, the doctor got eating at the place. I turned to my mate. 
And I go, you watch. I'll bet you it's his mate Milo. And he's like, nah, nah. I go, trust me. It's his mate Milo. And then they, 20 minutes later, we find out. How did your friend not realise that? I feel like that's terrible. If you're watching, <laughs> sorry, he's a fanboy. <laughs> With all that being said, let's give out our ratings. I guess I'll start because I think that mine's probably going to be the highest. I might go back a year from now, year and a half from now, and watch it and be like, you know what? Jonathan from 2022 was a complete idiot. <laughs> this is what I give it now. But currently, I'm sitting at a 6.0, guys. I mean, like I said, I did not mind the visuals. I thought that, honestly, I, maybe I took something before I went to the theater. I don't know. But I thought it was very <laughs> unique. And uh, I thought visually it was cool. You know, the, the villain was obviously cliche. Like you said, it was another mirror villain, but I did not mind the film. I, I thought that, I thought it was decent. What do you guys think? I'm going to say I'll give the film a one, but I bump it up to a 2.5. My final rating will be a 2.5 because I love Adria Ajona. She's beautiful. So she gets that extra 1.5. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give it, a 3.5 it's not a pass for me but i didn't come out of it aggressively upset about what i'd just seen i i can appreciate what they attempted and i think there's a couple matt smith's performance i i appreciated so i'll give it a, a 3.5 that's fair this movie is something interesting in terms of sony so it sits in a very weird place for me in between the two venom movies that's where i'm putting it so i'm so a Venom, so Venom One, I think, is an atrocious movie. Venom Two is possible. So Morbius, I'm gonna give that a three and a half. I I do agree with Ryan that Morbius is the middle of the the turd sandwich that uh, Sony has prepared for us over the last few years. But I hated the film. I thought it was awful, and there was very very minimal redeeming moments. I'm gonna give it two because there were two things I enjoyed. I, I liked Jared Leto and I really loved that the terrible uh, usual suspects kind of joke set up thing with Matt Smith walking off and then Morbius discovering and realizing what the hell was so going say. on. I'm like, I thought, so so I'm like, are they actually are they doing it? They're doing it. Oh my God, they're doing it. And uh, yeah. yeah. And you know what? He, Matt Smith dancing around. I think Rod is correct. Uh, he knew he was the only one in a, crappy popcorn flick and that's that's the best way to describe this movie that's the only nice thing i can say it's, it's a popcorn flick because damn I'm, i you know i don't know i didn't have any popcorn that would have actually made it better <laughs> maybe passable a question because i know these three blokes are collectible people very collectible people um you're gonna get the steel case from Morbius. yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i will too i have tons of 4k blu-rays oh yeah i'm getting it <laughs> I bought them for Venom. If I bought them for Ve Venom One is genuinely one of the worst films I've ever seen in my life. I hate it. There is no, almost no redeeming quality to the first Venom at all. And I still, except that the Blu-ray steelbook looks beautiful. And that's the only good thing I have to say about the movie. <laughs> I'm actually surprised that you guys don't like Venom One better than Venom Two. That's kind of shocking. But I guess I like Venom One better than Venom Two. Let that be on record. Venom Two is the most shittest film I've ever watched in a, my life. Venom Two film, like is that. a masterpiece compared to the first one. The first one is the the absolute worst example of horrible pacing and editing ever. 
And the director this man's even performance said that he's in forgot. Batman yeah. in Suicide Squad is better than Venom 2, mate. His performance is better than Venom 2. I agree. And that's how so that should set the bar at how low I think the first Venom is. Yeah. Venom 2 is infinitely better. And Suicide Squad. I would rather watch the Suicide Squad, not even the director's cut. Sorry, not not the Suicide Squad. I would rather watch Suicide Squad again than watch You're crazy. I think that, that I'm are you not seeing the point I'm trying to make? <clears throat> well, hey guys, thank you so much for joining me. It's been a pleasure. Uh, you guys can check these guys out on YouTube at Talking Pop Culture. And uh, does anyone else with you guys want to plug your other social medias? Uh, I'm that LT Collector on Instagram. If you want to see toys and collectibles, but yeah, other than that, check us out on YouTube. That's where the fun's at. Yeah, Talking yeah. Pop Culture on Instagram. Just at yeah. Talking Pop Culture. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, Nick's got as the well as, uh, Mark at DM variant. It's at DM variant. Heck yeah, guys! Well, hey, thank you so much for joining me. You can also find us on YouTube. You're obviously here already. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe. Go in the comments. Let us know which one of us is wrong. Which one of us is right? How do you feel about Morbius? You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok as well at Real Comic Book Cinema. We're also on Facebook. Give us a look, and until next time, have a good one.